every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Thank God for this opportunity to be standing before you again this morning. I pray that the Lord breathes on His Word and He multiplies it in your heart. You know, what we are doing today is a bit theoretical. You know, the topic that pastor would have me speak on this morning. He, he chose the topic. And, um, but I believe that you are going to learn a lot. You are going to learn a whole lot. So just follow me as I speak and make sure you are writing something, okay? So we are going to be looking at the differences, or how do I put it, um, the difference in the way men and women communicate. That's what I'm starting with. And if time permits me, then I'm going to go to the um, apology languages. But the way I'm looking at it, well, let's just, let's just start. We are looking at communication differences between men and women. You know, men and women are different in many ways. We are different in many ways. We can start with the physical. You can hardly mistake a man for a woman. You can hardly mistake a woman for a man. Body build, very different. Bone density, very different. You know, even skin thickness, different. Muscle mass, different. So it is hardly, it is almost impossible to mistake a man for a woman, except in very rare cases when you see, you know, really slim ladies. Okay, so men and women are very, very different. But as you follow me into this teaching, we are looking at the differences. Not because we want to judge or because we want to, we want to decide which one is better, you know, but because we want to learn. Men are not better than women. Women are not better than men. The Bible says that God made them God created man in his own image. That's Genesis 1.27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Then the concluding part of that verse says, male and female, he created them. So both men and women were made in the image of God. None is better than the other. We are just trying to learn, to understand. Because if you will be in a successful relationship, if your marriage will be successful, if your relationship will be maximized, then these differences are things that you should take to heart as you relate to your partner. Praise the Lord. So you must accept them. You must look out for them. These communication differences that I'm going to be talking about today, you must look out for them as you relate with your husband, with your wife. And with your fiancé. Okay? Praise God. So gender communication. The success of your marriage depends largely on your communication. The success of a marriage depends largely on how well both of you communicate. 
It is when you communicate well that it looks like you understand each other. So when you see people who fight all the time, who always have, you know, quarrels all the time, most likely it is a communication issue. And I've, I've met with a lot of couples that when you even begin to ask them, that, okay, what is the problem? You guys are always fighting, you know, what exactly is the problem? They can't pinpoint the issue. It is because they don't understand each other. Because they are not communicating appropriately. So you hear people saying things like, she's somehow. Exactly, somehow. What, what is somehow? Or men. And men get tired easily. I hope you know. Ah, it's very easy to frustrate a man. Very easy. Small arguments, they are tired. They cannot argue again. Because he's thinking, why, how are you thinking? And since he cannot even understand where the things you are saying are coming from, he doesn't know how to answer you. You know, I live with one. And sometimes in the midst of the argument, I have to start laughing. But they are confused. We have, we have not even argued. We are just starting. Don't be confused yet. I remember one day, we argued back and forth on a matter. We argued so much. And my husband said, my God, I've even developed an headache. I said, fantastic, let me get you parastamol. Because we will continue. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, so communication is important. When it looks like these two people, they get each other, they just, they love, they laugh a lot. They understand each other. Their communication is proper. And that is why I always armor on intellectual compatibility. Once you are in a relationship where you have to apologize for every joke you crack, something is wrong. You crack a joke and the person is already angry. Then you have to say, but I was just joking. So which kind of joke is that? Do you get? No, you have to. This is a big it's a big red flag because for how long are you going to calculate your words or count, count to five before you say what you want to say? Intellectual compatibility is very important. It's what I look out for. It's number one. Before spirituality, before agreement on fasting and tithing, before all of those things. Because marriage is a long, unending conversation. Some of you like to think that in marriage, you know, the issues pastor was dealing with on his WhatsApp last night, that's what you will be doing once you get married, just firing. Morning, afternoon, night. No. It is, it, is, it is part of it. Okay? Even if you were to have sex every single day, you cannot have sex for 24 hours in a day. The rest of the day you will be talking. Do you get? The rest of the day you will be talking. You'll be trying to make them reason along with you on some matter. You'll be trying to make them see something from one other angle. Or you'll be asking them what to cook. One woman was so furious with her husband. And you, you, know, you know what she was angry about? She said that when the husband came in from work, she, he said, we're done. That is the cause of the fight. No, and I'm not talking about small fight. Too. I'm talking about the kind of fight that you drag yourself to go and report each other. 
that well done, no, meaning what? Is that how to greet somebody? He didn't miss me. Is that, you know, by the time she brought out all the issues that she derived from that singular greeting from a man who went to work since the morning and is coming back in the evening. You know, I now said, okay, what would you, I mean, what should he say next time? What would you have loved to hear? You say what? Hello, darling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, for someone else, she's flying to the door that my husband is here. She's not even waiting for any greeting. That you are here at last. Someone else is shouting from the kitchen that welcome, dinner will be ready in 20 minutes. Do you get? But yet, someone else thinks I'm going to stay here and keep quiet. As he has arrived now, I will now wait to mark, to mark how he's going to greet me this evening. To know the level of his love that he has for me based on how he greets me. Praise Jesus. So communication is important. If you're in a relationship and you're having communication problems already, you guys don't understand each other, you fight more than you, you gist, you know, you are always apologizing for being yourself. It is something that um, should be worked on, okay? Praise God. The first sign that something is going wrong in a marriage, listen to me, and in a relationship, is that the communication lines are broken. That is always the first sign. And so if you don't attack it or you don't take note of it, then things degenerate from there. Two people don't go from laughing together, talking all day long, exchanging text messages to we are going our separate ways. It doesn't happen that way. First, communication begins to reduce. Communication gets difficult. Communication looks impossible. Then you argue and argue and argue. And then, you know, the relationship dies out. So be on the lookout for what communication looks like in your relationship and in your marriage. I always say to the couples that come to me for counseling, I'd rather you argue than you go quiet on each other. At least if you argue, it shows that you care. You, you still care about this person. This person has hurt you and you really want him to know or you really want her to know that she has hurt you. When you meet couples that have gone silent on each other, it's terrible. It's really terrible. Okay? Praise God. So let me go now into my teaching. So the teaching is divided into two, right? First of all, I'm going to be talking to the women on how to communicate with men. Then after that, I'll now talk to men on how to communicate with women. Do you get me? Number one, women, when you are talking to the man in your life. When you're talking to the man in your life, you have to avoid apologies. Mm. Don't be sorry. Some of you women are always sorry. Church is over and you want to go home. That is the message you want to pass across to him. But you come and say, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Can we be going home? What are you sorry for in that statement? What are you apologizing for? I believe it's because of the society that we find ourselves in. You know, and then women don't want to appear too bold. They don't want to appear too authoritative. They are wondering who is listening in on their conversation. 
I mean, is she talking to her husband with respect? And so because of that, you just really want to tone it down so that you appear cool and submissive. I remember when I married my husband, I, I, of course, I was calling him Philip from day one. When he introduced himself to me, he told me that his name is Philip. And I accepted. I didn't argue. I did not ask him, oh, is your name Daddy? I don't say, you know, I did not say anything of such. Is your name uncool? You know, no. He said his name is Philip. I said, my name is Funlola. And we started from there. Then we got married and I called him Philip in public. Hey. People reacted like, I started noticing those reactions, but I still continued until he was ordained a minister. And I called him Philip. Ah, somebody called me. Hey, sister, you cannot continue like that. This is a man that we are respecting. It's like, you don't, somebody even now said later that I don't think that God has revealed to you the kind of man that you married. I don't think that you know the kind of anointing that he carries. That is why you call, they are them. I feel a shift in the spirit. They are the ones. So I did adjust on my own when I had our first child and she began to call him Philip and call me Fumi. So that was when I said, okay, let's switch things up a bit. And now we are at baby, praise the Lord. Yeah, although when we are in church, we try to keep it Pastor Philip, right? Amen to Jesus. So don't be apologetic. Don't avoid the apologies. It takes power away from your statements. It takes power out of what you are saying. And the guy in your life thinks that you don't really mean it. It doesn't sound to him like you are serious about what you are saying. I mean, you've already apologized before even saying it. Maybe you are not even sure. So avoid Apologies. Did you get that? Number two, avoid prefixes and tagging. Prefixes and tagging. So prefix, a prefix is like the extra set of words you had before what exactly you want to say. And tags are what you put after. So um, assuming you're on your way home from church now and you want to buy something at say ShopRite, rather than say I want to buy something at ShopRite. Please, let's take that route or something. You say something like, um, maybe we should branch at ShopRite. I'm not sure, but I, 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 you, know, you know that kind of thing where you don't say exactly what you want to say. Women do it all the time. And it is okay if you are talking to a fellow woman, but when you are talking to the man in your life, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. Praise Jesus. The next one is the questioning tone. That one, very popular. Avoid questioning tone. Avoid turning your request into a question. Sunny afternoon, you are thirsty, and then you are driving past, um, is it Domino's? Where is that place they sell ice cream? Cold stone. Rather than say, I want ice cream, you say, should we buy ice cream? That should we buy ice cream that you just said now? A woman will tell you, do you want ice cream? A man will say no. Let's be going home. Do you get? You will now be angry. 
that I even told him that I want ice cream. No, you didn't tell him that you want ice cream. You asked that, should we buy ice cream? He may be feeling sleepy already as he's driving. His mind may be on his bed. So when you say, should we buy ice cream? Like, no, I just want to go and sleep. So rather than turn requests to questions and later come and say he doesn't care about me, he doesn't listen to me, he doesn't put my needs first, he doesn't even care about how I feel about anything, he doesn't even respect my opinion. Those are the kind of things women say after they go and ask a question, should we buy ice cream? Rather than that, change your language. Let's buy ice cream. I want some ice cream. Do you understand that? So avoid questioning tone. The next one will be be brief so that you don't lose him. Be brief so that you don't lose him. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't gist because gisting is what a great relationship is made of. A lot of talking, a lot of jesting, a lot of laughing. But when you want him to get something done, you have to learn how to be brief about making your request so that you don't lose him. And I will say a story to drive this point home. A pastor, or a, a pastor friend of mine was gisting me, right? One day his wife said to him that, oh, the gas cylinder is empty. Please help us fill it. You know, as you are going out now, put the cylinder in the car so that you fill it. You know that this is what she wants. She has already communicated it. Fantastic. She now said that, eh, eh, the last one that you bought, where did you buy it? The man was trying to remember. There are three different places he buys, depending on his route for that day. Before he could answer, she said, don't buy it there. Because I'm not sure that what they sold to you is complete. You bought it just four weeks ago and it has already finished. The one you bought before that one lasted for six weeks. And remember that it was around that time we did Tony's birthday. We even cooked for 30 people. And it still lasted out for six weeks. But the one you bought now lasted for four weeks and it has finished. Although I don't like that one you bought during Tony's birthday. That one was smelling one kind. You know? So don't even buy it there too. The one you bought before the one you bought. That is where you should go. I think that one is the perfect. The guy forgot the cylinder at home. Before he could protest all of those information, the, he forgot the cylinder. Help me buy mayonnaise. Stop there. Or buy Bama uh, mayonnaise. Stop there. Not, please, when you get to ShopRite, buy mayonnaise. If you see Bama, you see Larry, you see, you know, you mentioned like five brands that you and your girlfriends all know. Don't buy any one of those ones. You will now go to the back and look for, you now mention four other brands. My sister, if he even remembers to buy the mayonnaise, he's going to call you. What did you say I should buy? You will now be angry. You don't like to hurt to our family. Anything that has to do with our family, you don't show interest. Ordinary buy mayonnaise. So be brief. Remember that I'm tailoring this one to suit when you want him to do something. It's not like you cannot now gist with him. You can. Praise God. Alright? The next one is be direct. Be direct. 
don't eat. I believe that's the one I was talking about last Sunday. Don't eat. Men don't pick up eat. Most of them don't. It may even take them three days to figure out what you were trying to say. You don't eat. Just say directly, I've been there. One day, I told my husband. I told him. Back then, I was pregnant with Tiwa and I was very sickly. So I told him that I'm ashamed of the bathrooms. I, I told him that, that I'm ashamed of the bathrooms. What does that even mean? I, why? You know, and because it has no meaning to him, he didn't even respond. That's, how are you? <laughs> even me, now that I'm thinking about it. How are you ashamed of the bathrooms? So he dressed up and left for work. That same day, my sister came to visit. And I told her exactly the same thing. I'm ashamed of the bathrooms. She got up immediately. Went to check the bathroom. The first one. Went to check the second one. And came back to tell me that, oh, they are not clean. Truly. But I'm in a hurry. I'll be able to clean only one of the two. Which one should I clean? A woman understands it. But you see a man, he won't. So rather than go that route, say exactly what you want. I need help with cleaning the bathrooms. Will you be able to do it today? What time today? Do you understand? So don't ain't be direct. And then lastly, avoid emotional displays. Avoid emotional displays. Use words. Okay? Use your words to say exactly what the issue is. If you're trying to settle a matter with a man, for instance, and you burst into tears, that's the end. That is the end. I promise you, he's already confused. He doesn't know how, how to now continue the conversation with you. If he's very nice, he will begin to apologize. It will begin to beg you. Okay, don't cry. I'm, am I now a wicked man? Please don't cry. But you have not settled the issue. He just wants to get you to stop. So, that quarrel that you burst into tears, you still cry again next week. Oh. It's better you comport yourself and say exactly what the issue is. And this is the problem I have with a lot of women. I think it is because... Um, Probably what the romance novels did to us, or romance movies, he looked into her eyes and he knew, knew what? He didn't knew. You have to use your words to say what you feel. I always say that if you cannot use words, write it. If you cannot say it, write it. And many of you would have heard me saying that about how I relate with my husband. Because my husband, very intelligent. You can't catch him. You cannot even try to begin to argue with him and say that you now won. It's not like we are trying to win an argument with each other. But he will quickly, quickly, before you know it, big, big grammar. Before you know it, when he now sees that, it's like there's no way out. He's hugging me and kissing me. No, sir. So, I will settle down and write. 
certain point as we discuss issues so, so, and so. I will not write it point one, point two, point. At the end, after point ten, I will not tell him, please don't place, don't put a phone call through. Don't call me. Please don't say that we will talk about this when you get home. No. Reply in writing, point by point. Yes. Reply in your response. I want to see your own ten point. Point one. This was not what I was trying to do. I am sorry. Point two. I think there must have been a miscommunication. I am sorry. Point three. Exactly. That's how I want it. I always tell him, it is love. I love you. You cannot cheat me. You cannot escape everything. I know that I have to be forgiven. Praise Jesus. But I will not let you escape. So I use my words to communicate exactly how I feel. It will help you. You burst into tears and start crying that this is not what I expected. He doesn't even know what you are seeing. He doesn't know what you are expecting. He's just confused. That is not serving you. That is not serving you as a woman. And because men and women are so different, I mean, for the fact that we are even male and female, we are already very different. He cannot actually really, really understand so you have to brace up, be matured, and draw him into your world so that perhaps he can see. Perhaps he will understand. But you need your words to do that. Amen. Praise God. So now we are done with talking to the women about how to communicate with men. And now I'm going to men on how to communicate with women. First things first, I would like to switch the word communicate to gist. Praise God. Men will chase a woman with everything they have. They will text her morning, afternoon, afternoon, yaleta, you know, evening, role, every all through the day. They will fight you for not picking their calls when they are chasing you. They will wake you up with that question that annoy women all over the world. Have you eaten? They will ask you five times a day as if you are a toddler. Have you eaten? What's your business? Are you a dietitian? Why do you want to know if I've eaten? Okay, I don't eat. Don't ever ask me that question again. I use batteries. The thing annoys women all over the world. Have you eaten? Okay, yes, I've eaten. What next? That's good. Keep it up, my baby. What's that? They will chase you with it until they marry you. The moment you say, I do. Some of them, they won't even wait to marry you before they change. I'm busy. I'm at work. Were you jobless when you were toasting me? (laughs) 
Some will not wait for you to marry first before they change. But those that are trying, as soon as you say I do, that's the end. You can't call me such a busy schedule at work. My boss, my mentor, my, my, ah, 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 brother. You cannot starve your wife of conversations. He's paining that brother over there. Why are they behaving like that? You cannot starve your wife of conversations. Thank you. You cannot starve your wife of gisting. A senior friend of ours told us 30 minutes, as soon as he's getting back from work, he has taken it as part of his work. I'm not going home to drop my bag, undress, and relax, and wait to be served, and all of those things. It is part of my work every weekday. When I come back from work, the wife too knows. If she's busy, she stops whatever she's doing. His food is on fire. She turns the eat low. They go to their bedroom and talk for 30 minutes. In fact, they set an alarm. If this 30 minutes does not pass, nobody's leaving. Oh yeah, start. What happened today? How was your day? It takes that much intentionality. A woman falls in love with the man that she thinks she can tell anything. That I can tell everything. All of these men carrying face up and down with beards. They have no time to stop and listen. But this one, he gets me. He listens. He understands me. She falls in love with you. How do you keep her in love with you? By continuing to be the man that she can tell anything and everything. Do you understand? For those of you who have been in love before, if you're a man and you have been in love before, let's see. Thank God. Now, wow. What's happening? Okay, some of you, they've already served you breakfast. That's why you don't want to relate with anything. Uh -uh. Even Dara that proposed, he refused to raise up his hand. And we are planning a wedding. If you have been in love before and you are a man, raise up your hand. Thank you. Th thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Clap for them. Omotayo is so bold about it. He loves his wife so much. I see his post about his wife. That's impressive. You will know that the woman you love can finish you with talk. Or the woman that loves you, she can finish you with talk. You, you will be, you will be angry, self. That, ah, when will this talk end? And any three minutes of silence between the two of you, she'll say, what are you thinking about? And you cannot even escape that question and say nothing, nothing, Bawo. You better form story. I was just thinking about my childhood. <laughs> and after I now finished thinking about my childhood, I began to think about our future. You better form a speech. You want to say nothing, ah? Huh? Nothing means that you don't love her anymore. She can cry. I'm serious. Things have changed. Don't you find me beautiful? You'll be shocked because I was not thinking anything. I, I mean, 
So she will not even allow you to stay quiet. And she will not keep quiet too. Gist upon gist. Borderline gossip. Did you see her? Did you see him? <laughs> the kind of things that me and Pastor talk about on our seat here. When we moved to this auditorium, I praised the Lord. Because now, there will be no stool between us. If you followed us from Wusetu, you understand. There was that stool. I hated that stool. I even went to put it on the edge, but it wasn't looking nice. So Pastor had to beg me that, oh yeah, please. I know you are a rock or your but just let's manage. When we moved here, the protocol, they put two in between us. I first of all said, who arranged this thing? Put two aside. I don't even need it. I want to be able to lean and say something. There's always something to say. Praise God. Don't deprive your wife or your girlfriend of that, you know, that conversation. Conversations. Ongoing conversations. Let me quickly say this here. You know, the reason why men don't understand the importance of communication and conversations this way is because they get their own self-esteem and um, their feeling of fulfillment from pursuing things and overtaking things, you know, by achieving things. Promotion at work, more money. That is how they rate themselves. That is what makes them feel fulfilled. But a woman is not like that. So you cannot treat her like that. You cannot treat her like the promotion you were chasing that you have now gotten, which you will now move on from to go and chase something else. A woman defines her success by her relationships. The relationships that matter to her. And that is why when people refer to me as Philip's wife, it's a compliment. I mean, it's only once that somebody had actually referred to me as your wife, talking to my husband, that I knew that this one is an outright insult in all my 10 years of being married. Your wife. Greetings to your wife. How is your wife? How is the wife? Nami. Do you get? So a woman defines herself by a relationship. They call me Tinu's mom. Makes me happy. They call me Tolu's sister. Makes me glad. So your relationship with her is number one of all the other relationships in her life. Her husband, very, very important. So you must not deprive her of the feeling that you guys are close. Like, you guys are really close. You guys talk about everything. You guys can talk about anything. Many make, men make this mistake of chasing career and leaving their young wives promotions, want to buy land, assets, and all of these things. They leave their young wives craving their attention. Craving their company. And this is what has played out in many, many marriages. When the woman waits five years, ten years, she gets tired of waiting. Women are capable of having, you know they say women multitask well. So they are capable of having a lot of relationships. They are capable of keeping close friends. They turn to their friends or to their sister who is quite close to them or to one of their growing children, especially one of the opposite sex. They turn to their son and they get used to you being unavailable. Just bring money if that's the one you want to be doing. They will cry to their friends, oh, it's not like they send you as such. That's something else about women. 
I've heard women talk about their husbands or about their relationship or how their husband is not nice to them. And you will be shocked that they are even more wicked than him in the marriage. It's just that he is not talking. He's not complaining. They are even more, more unkind. After 10 years, the man realizes he never stopped loving his wife. So he now begins to crave a company again. And the bad thing, and that is why this is very important for you men. The bad thing is that, you know that men and men don't share emotionally. You know, a man cannot call a man now and break down and be crying. Sure you know. Abi, do you men do it? That Valentine, you call Emmanuel and start crying. That, <laughs> if you see waiting, okay, do me. <laughs> but a woman will easily, she can call five people and do that and cry. They will all rally around her. They will, they will, you know, older. Some of them will even help her to call the person in, in it. Some of them will even walk up to the person and say, excuse me, never in your life. If you see a man that has a problem and he sees his friend, he's going to say, oh boy. The guy too will say, now wow. That is it. I say, even in terrible cases, a man will call his best friend one day and just say, I'm divorcing Tiffany. That's the first time his best friend will know that they had issues. They will not talk. They simply don't. So now you know that you cannot talk to a man like that. The only person you can tell your fears, the only person you can actually break down in front of, the only person you can close your eyes tight and say, I'm afraid. Two is your wife. And this is the wife that you have neglected for the past 15 years. Do you see that you are doing yourself a disservice? Women can cry before their children if they have to. They can call anybody. Of all the, of all the people that come to pastor to come and report a case, come for prayer, come for counseling, ratio of women to men, I mean. So you must take care of your relationship with your wife. Are you getting me? Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Men all over the city in beer parlors every evening. You think it's because they really like alcohol or they have money to waste? They have issues that they have internalized. They have problems that are in their heart. They are trying to find solution within themselves. They will not share their problems. They will not two bottles of beer for maybe four hours before they go home. Because even though there is a wife at home that they could share with, they had neglected their relationship for such a long time. And so now the, co the connection is broken. Praise God. So have you learned something from this? Very, very important. Number two, listen to your wife. Listen to your girlfriend. Don't even try not to listen. If she starts a gist and you don't know where the gist is going to, Thank you. You better listen appropriately. 
Some of you men, when we start gisting you, you say, what happened? What happened? No. We are still bringing the story. Don't be in a hurry. Listen attentively. My husband still did it to me. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? He wanted to go to the bathroom. I mean, I had already started gist. He now said, eh, what now happened? Are you even listening to what I'm saying? Should I start from the beginning? Maybe you've missed some points. You cannot be in a hurry. It takes patience to be a good listener. You understand? So listen attentively. When she comes to you, a man was just in me, his, his wife, he came back from work and said she was so excited. That, ah, if you know what happened to me today. <laughs> ha. The guy was always, okay, okay, okay. Like, just tell me, just tell me. As I left home this morning, ah, left home. That's like nine, ten hours back. Okay? He was thinking that maybe it was when he left home, when she left home, that the thing happened. I enter area one car. And I was the last person, very lucky. I was the last person to enter the car. So I didn't waste time at the bus stop at all. We were going, 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 going. We were going, we now got to that uh, roundabout side. Somebody said they wanted to calm down. I was even angry. That's why we have to step down now for this person to now calm down before I come in again. I was already even angry. <laughs> so, I shall enter back, sir, and I was just hoping that he's not going to try to pick another passenger because me, I don't want to be the third. You know, if I'm the third, I will not sit comfortably. And the guy is like, my God. What, what, what is it? So we were now going, 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 going. We now got to Barnett side. He should have found another passenger. Luckily, very slim. So the discomfort was not too much. As in the guy is wondering. So what exactly happened to you? That's how we got to Ebriawano. There was even small old up near that beggar side. But it wasn't too much. We now went. We now got to area one. I came down. You know, that area one now, I will now take area 10 shuttle to drop at around the finance junction. Abby, as I enter, I was the only woman. I was even thinking, I hope it's not one chance. But we shall continue. Let me say it quickly, quickly. Ha. As I now got to area 10 for me to just come down like this, guess who I saw? The guy is like, ha, another guest. So, uh -huh. I don't know if you know being paid. Is, is she in SLC? No. Ah, and I always talk about her. Oh. My seatmate in primary four. You guys, your seatmates in primary. Wait, how old are you now? That's how. As I was, she was even the one that first recognized me. She said, "Is this Funlola?" I say, "Yes." I look at the face. I know this face. I know this face. She now said, "Being I say, "Yes." 
being Beharowo no primary for see good shepherd. The guy is already tired. Okay, being pay. What has that got to do with our destiny? As you are a man like that, whether introvert, whether your wife is introvert or extrovert, that's how they behave. Just accept it. As she's telling you, just be following. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As in, show interest though. Because if you go and show that you are bored, you don't love her again. No. Problem have started. Okay? Listen with patience. That's the point I'm trying to make. Full concentration to be a good listener. You cannot be flipping papers, newspapers, or changing channels, or responding to WhatsApp chats, and you say that me and my wife are gisting. No, it's impossible. You are not listening. So listen attentively. Women need empathy, and this is very important. Women want empathy, but men want to offer solutions. Because that is how they talk. To them, the moment my friend mentions a problem to me, uh-uh, that he really wants me to, you know, prefer a solution. But, but women talk for talking sake. They talk because they like you. So when she says, I have a headache, you are not a member of SLC. I, I retrieve your certificate of membership. If you say, take paracetamol. Why? Why will you say that? That's a sin. She should take... Who told you she doesn't know about paracetamol? Who to, she probably even knows where it is. You, you don't know where it is. So who asks you for a solution? I have an headache. <sighs> My God. Sorry. When did this start? Is it severe? Bele. Oh, yeah, sit down. Should I bring water? Do you want parastamol? Should I massage your head? Come, let me hold you. Empathize. That is what the woman in your life wants. When she comes to you with disagreements that happened at work, don't begin to judge matter. You too. Why did you say that? What's your own? I don't get you people. Why did I say that? If I say that, call, two of you will now start fighting. So you have not even heard the story. You are already judging me. Why can't my own husband be on my side for once? Why can't you side me? Even if it's just once, you are in trouble, my brother. Don't find solution. Don't judge the matter. Just be listening. Eh? Is that how she behaves? Is that what she did again? Oh my God, you that in your heart of heart, you really know that you, 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 you have a problem. <laughs> you don't have to judge the matter. The thing is that if you listen to the end, she, she knows where she was wrong anyway. But in case she doesn't even know, if you listen to the end and she feels loved, she feels validated. Her feelings are validated. You know, uh-huh. She may now ask you, hey, what should I now do now? Even that one, it's not like you will answer just like that. You will still take corner. I trust you. You are, you are wise. You know how to deal with all these things. She will say, yeah. Um, she will begin to give you her options. I'm thinking I should go and slap her tomorrow. 
Although she will report me to HR. Or should I beat her outside office premises? <laughs> then you will say, ah, she may still know that it's you. She say, aha, Abi, should I wear mask? Okay, maybe I should not even beat her. Let me just leave her. Do you get? The problem has solved itself. It is when you want to profess solution, act as the judge, the almighty, the Holy Spirit, the wise one. That's why you'll be fighting at home over matter that is not your concern. You were not the one that offended her in the first place. But instead of not to put your mouth in somebody else's matter, you started judging. Now she has faced you. No dinner, no sex. Praise the Lord. So I hope you are getting something from that. Don't profess solutions too quickly. When she wants you to help her think something through, she will let you know. And even at that, it is through conversations. Because as a counselor and as a therapist, this is something that I have come to know. That every woman being asked the answers they seek in them. They just need you to give them time to bring it out. And that is why you can tell somebody this is what you should do from now till tomorrow. They know what they want to do. They just really want you to listen. And maybe you will agree with them at last. Do you get? So with your spouse, with your wife, it is not different. Quickly bring solution and throw it at them. Ha! They walk out on you and go and call their girlfriend. Then it's still the same you that will be angry. That she doesn't talk to me. Things that we are supposed to be discussing. I will hear that she has told them. A group of friends. Yes, women have group of friends. They always do. Praise Jesus. Alufa will not kill me with papers. <laughs> He's judging a matter that does not concern him. You see now? Let me move on. Give attention to a non-verbal communication. Mm -hmm. So you know that communication is beyond just words, right? There's attitude. There's body carriage. There's um, tone of voice. Things like tone of voice too. Pitch. All these things matter. Don't act as if you don't know. You men, you are very wise. Don't, 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 don't pretend. There's that thing you do. As if you don't know when you know. I mean, your wife that, 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 that is my twin sister and likes to be touched, you know that she and Pastor Fumi, they are the same thing. The other day, was here on Friday. I, I was at the church office. As we were coming down the stairs, everywhere was just looking beautiful. I'm like, baby, why are we not kissing? And as we started our thing, that's how that Esther, where is she? Where, raise your hand. She started coming up the stairs. Wrong timing. What are you looking for? Up and down. As if that's not enough, she was now singing. <laughs> Don't ever try that again. That's how she distracted us from an interesting, you know, on the stairs kind of thing. We enter alligator. I say alligator. What's it called? Elevator. Press close the door. We start kissing. Until we get to second floor. No minutes is wasted. Amen. Amen. Yeah, kissing is the language of love. So, you know that she likes to be touched. When you walk together, she likes that you should hold hands. She would often say, rub my back. 
rub my feet. You know, you already know that she's that kind of person. Then one day, you are walking together, you attempt to hold her, and she shrinks away from your touch, and you just let it go, just like that. What's your problem? And, and you now say that, eh, but I tried to hold you, and you say I should not hold you. Meaning what? What do you mean by this thing, this thing you are doing now? He's still trying to act as if he doesn't understand. Everything you are doing. And say, what is the problem? Baby, no, you first of all apologize. Baby, did I offend you? I'm sorry. Hey, hey, that's where you start from. She will now say, why did you do that? There's always, there will be a reason. Non-verbal communication is important. Some of you men will say, I had that. That was the problem. She said, nothing. And you now went. Hey? Someone that is frowning. Can't you see our body language that something is wrong? We are the most beautiful expression of God's personality. You have to take your time. The way God took his time to create us is the same way you will take your time when you are dealing with us. She said nothing. You will say, I'm not starting this car until you tell me what the problem is. I can't stand to see you sad. I mean... I can't stand to see you unhappy. Please tell me. Please tell me. And credit alert works all the time. I promise you. You can change that mood very quickly with a simple credit alert. If she says she doesn't want to talk, if you have cash, give her 5k first. Oh yeah, now tell me. That's how to be a husband. No, I'm actually annoyed and irritated when I see men that treat their women. Uh -uh. You may not care about any other person. This singular woman is your life partner. I hope you know this is your companion. This is the one person that actually wants you to succeed because your success is a success. Don't, 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 don't pretend as if you don't understand. Are you getting it? Next is let her know you care no matter what. It is by actions and also by words. So even if she says don't talk to me, like the example I was giving, I don't have your time, excuse me, you will not now say, after all, she say, ah-ah, you come back. Let her know that you care. Do you need some time to process your thoughts? That I like people that can talk. I like people that can use words. Should I give you some time? It seems like you don't want to talk to me now. Okay, I'll go and make you tea. Then I'll come back. Maybe you want to talk about it then. Or will you text me? Should I text you? You know I love you, right? I mean... Some of you ladies are even falling in love with me already. I got you. I got you. The men in your life, I will train them. They cannot escape. Just bring them to me. Praise the Lord. So don't be... Um, I, there's a word I'm looking for to explain that thing. 
You know, when you act like you don't know, when you know. I don't know, there's that word. What is it? Nonchalant, ignorant, non-insensitive. What other word? Eh? Lackadaisical attitude. Heal. Don't do that. Not with your relationship. If you have a female colleague at work that is dramatic and acts up, you can be doing those kind of things. You go and report you to HR, then you come and say, Sir, I don't know what she's talking about. You can be behaving like that at work. When you come home, very intentional. The way you take your job serious, take your wife serious that way, okay? Praise the Lord. And I'm going to round up now. I'm not going to go to apology languages again because my time is up. They have written it there. Time up. Let me talk about communication pitfalls that each gender should avoid. Communication pitfalls that you should avoid, whether you're a man or a woman. Communicating with lack of detail is not fair to your partner. Inasmuch as I've told the men that you have to be on the lookout, you know, as a woman, it's not fair for you to tell your partner, leave me or nothing, when something is actually up. Do you get to try? I know you are the last born of creation and you have to be pampered. Yeah, but just try. I'm not in the mood to talk. Something happened that, you know, really affected my mood. Just say something. Put him out of his misery, okay? Especially a man that is trying to please you. Communicating with excessive details. Especially in a disagreement. Okay, this thing has already made you angry. Why don't you just state it? That when you said this, when you did this, it made me feel this way. And that's another key. Ah, I can't pump too much into you this morning. When you express displeasure, you express it in terms of high, not you. Don't say, you made me feel bad. You understand? Don't say that. You made me feel bad. You, you put the person on defense already. How? Me? I mean, but when you say, I felt bad when you did this. Hey, it makes sense. It, you can draw an apology out of them quickly that way. That, oh, I'm sorry. That's not what I intended. I'm so sorry. Do you get? But when you say, you are always, that's another thing. Always. Women use that a lot. You always come home late. Somebody that didn't go to work yesterday. You always, you know, avoid those kind of things. You came home late today. So don't overdo it. This is what you did that I don't like. Don't now go to, because you are insensitive, you are wicked, you are not a good husband, you are not ready for me, you don't want a woman in your life, that's the reason why you did. Ah, ah. It's too much. It's too much, so don't do that. Try to focus on the issue at hand, at every point in time. Don't communicate with a loud or angry voice. I don't have to talk too much on that. Try to keep it calm. Remember that this person, you know, this still, this still your husband, this still your wife. Some couples fight like enemies. One woman gave me a chat with her husband. My God. To the point of saying, oh, Nikure, that's, you will die a painful death. Because we are fighting. They insulted each other so much 
they turned it to curse. The other one to responded, da, da, be, you know. And, ah, first to block. That's another thing they practice. When they are fighting on WhatsApp, first to block. You quickly block. <laughs> so, the other one, I just type in, type in. It won't deliver again. What are you doing? You are fighting like enemies. Don't do that. You fight like lovers. Because the fight, disagreements will come. But they will go. Okay? So be kind, be lenient. Even in your disagreements. Even when you think that they deserve it. I always say to couples, even if you think that he is wrong, 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 wrong. She's totally, totally wrong. At last, you are not the Holy Spirit. You are not our conscience. At last, you are not his God. You just have, a, you just have the privilege to do life with them as their spouse. So nowhere to stop. Okay? Um, do not be a non-communicator in your marriage. You know, pastor asked me specifically that this month I should focus more on married people. And luckily, single people get gain a lot from this kind of teachings too. Don't be a non-communicator. It's not nice. It's not good. Some people punish their partners with silence. And it is painful. It is borderline abusive. It's an emotional abuse. A lady was telling me that he kept malice with me for three days. He didn't talk to me for three days. And you know, every attempt to communicate, he did not, he did not welcome it. In the same house, marriage that is under a year. You have said this is what you did I don't like. The person has apologized. It's okay there. You're not going to keep malice for three old days with your own wife. No, 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 no. That's wickedness. So do not not communicate. You may think you are teaching your spouse a lesson or you are trying to let her know that you are really angry. But in actual fact, you are killing your marriage. You are suffocating your relationship. You are teaching your partner that they can live without you. That's what you are doing. They will turn to other people. There's a limit to what a human being can take. When you do it the first time and they cry to beg you for three days, next month, something else happens again, you do five days, they cry for five. One day, one day, they'll say, see, I'm somebody's child. When you are ready to talk, I'm here. You are teaching them how to cope, how to live without you. And in this age where, you know, be happy, make yourself happy, your happiness first, your mental health first, in this age that we are now, I hope you know that very few women will still come and be begging you with food. That you are hungry. Because of that, you are not eating. I saw on someone's status that if my husband said, um, is angry with me and says I'm not eating, I will ask him, should I eat your meat? There's no, there's no time. Men and women are walking outside the home. The demands on the life, on life is so much. You are not only, you don't only have a daytime job because of the economy, you have a business. Eh? Was it GT that was saying she spent how many hours doing content creation? Just to, to do, let's make ends meet. And we also want to be popular. We also want to be known. We also want people to feel that we know purpose and we are working in purpose. 
So you, are, you have a daytime job, you have a business, you are raising children, especially women. You are raising children and you have also started a, a women ministry. Victorious ladies assembly gather together. You have prayer meeting by 9.30. You want to lead your women to pray. And you were even lucky to find time to cook this jollof rice, even though it's not really jollofing, but you have cooked it. He now say, hmm, this is your food. Hmm. Should I bring your food? Hmm. It's almost night at you. Me, I'm going for prayer meeting. Do you understand? The demands of the life that we have found ourselves is already too much. Don't be a burden to your spouse. Don't be an added burden to your spouse, okay? Often um, becomes defensive when discussing things. Don't be like that. I know that it's not easy. And um, a lot of our past shows up when maybe you come from a background where um, you were treated somehow or you've been in a relationship where, you know, you were accused of things you didn't do, all of these things. And then you are just generally defensive. You have to tone it down. Try. Try. If you have to say, okay, let's come back to this conversation later. You know, I don't like how I'm feeling. I feel like you're accusing me. You know, I feel like it sounds unfair to me, the things you're saying. If you can take a break, if that's what it needs. Let's come back to this after dinner. Think about it. You have the Holy Spirit to help you to pray about it. Don't be defensive. If you are defensive, your partner will not be encouraged to talk to you. Okay? And lastly, retreats and stops communicating at all. Don't do that. Retreats. Don't be someone who retreats in the face of a serious discussion or stops communicating at all. There may be issues from your past too that can lead to this, but please don't let that be you all the time. So I hope with this few points of mine, I've been able to... Um, communication is important. It is the bedrock of relationships. So take it serious. Continue to learn about it. Get this message and listen to it over and over again. And become an expert at communicating. Let me tell you that. Let me, let me submit this to you. Before I go down. I have studied the scriptures. And I have looked around. I have studied marriages. <sighs> How do I say this? This is where I covet pastor's um, anointing of speaking. Hardly, hardly ever will you find a, a marriage that broke up because a woman found a finer man. That is finer than my husband. That's why this marriage cannot work again. Hardly will you see a man that lives his took the risk to leave his family, his children, put his reputation aside and goes with another woman. And when asked, he will now say that she, she had big, bigger, bigger boobs. It's almost impossible. How seduction works is with words. How seduction words works is all about words. There are ladies who go about with their boobs opened, thinking that they are, you know, being seductive. You are not. You are calling on the animal in a man. You cannot arouse his affection 
or his commitment to you that way is impossible. He's going to give you change for groceries if he has to spare. Some men even have side chicks that they are not giving money. Is it not you that have breasts to display? But to capture a human being and to um, keep him seduced or keep us seduced to our soul, to, to make a person, you know, be committed to you and in love with you, it is done with words. It is done with words. I'm not saying go about and be seducing. No. I'm saying that the husband that God has given to you and the wife that God, God has given to you, that woman in your life that you want to marry, the man you are dating, let your words, let them flow. Say a defined things to them, about them. Reduce the complaining. It's not easy. Reduce the complaining. Take time to say that you are actually good looking. Take time to say, Philip, these lips of yours. Always. Do you get me? Take time to use your words to build your marriage. Because it's even with your words that you build your life. It is with your words that you build everything around you. Is that not the principle around confession? Right? It is a spiritual principle. The Bible says in Proverbs, it's just that I didn't write down the scripture where it is, that avoid the seductress because it is with her mouth that she would set a trap for you. So use your words. They are gifts from God. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.